Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for March 30th, 2021. Hey, March is run it's running out. It's almost over. We only got one more day after that, after today. Isn't that insane? God, I feel like it went by so quickly and also kind of slowly. Weird how that happens. Anyway, let's check in. How you doing? What's going on? How was your Tuesday? Did you uh did you have some delicious tacos? I sadly did not. It was pork chop night at the house uh, at the request of my middle one. And she was very forceful about that request. No ifs, ands, or buts unless it's pork butts. You know what I'm saying? Well, pork chops at least. That's where she was at. And so that is what we did. And you know what? They were delightful. They were good. I like I like a good breaded pork chop. Who doesn't? And also, you know, some Brussels sprouts that we roasted in the oven. Uh, I enjoy that too. So, you know, it was a good meal. Not a taco. But you know what I can do with that leftover pork chop meat? I can make it a taco. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you had a good day and uh, you're ready to get started for the rest of the week. I mean, tomorrow's Wednesday. You're you're halfway through. You've made it. You've done the thing. And maybe you've spent your time wisely or poorly, but you have the rest of the week to make it up. So let's get into today's topic. And the thing, well, actually I have like two things to talk about. Uh, one is, I don't know if it's just me. But if someone calls me work-related, calls me without any forewarning, no preface, just calls me, I am generally not going to pick up the phone. I don't like being called out of the blue. I've always hated the phone. <laughs> that's, that's been true ever since I left my teenage years and was able to talk to people face-to-face. -face. I've always hated the phone. And I doubly hate it now that you have so many other ways to start a conversation with me. And I bet a lot of other people feel the same way. To a certain degree, if we haven't agreed on having a phone call ahead of time through some other communications channel, I do not want to get a phone call from you unless it's an emergency. And re honestly, whenever I get a phone call, I assume it's probably an emergency, and when it turns out to be something very mundane, like setting up a date and time to meet, don't call me for that, because that's not what phone calls are for. <laughs> so, <laughs> a little pet peeve, and, and not really apropos of anything bigger, except that I think some people of, of a certain age or background or temperament really struggle with the plethora of communication channels that we have today. When you think about it, there's so many different ways to reach out and contact someone. I mean, just off the top of my head, you could call them. Please don't do that. You could direct message them through multiple different platforms. It could be Slack. It could be Twitter. It could be LinkedIn. It could be Discord. So you have all of those options. You can email the person. You can publicly mention them on a social media platform. So that's yet another way. You could use text messaging, which is not quite the same as a DM. It has a different context and a different set of standards involved with it. Or you could message them through your company chat. You could mail a letter to someone if you're feeling old school. There's just, there's so many options for how to reach out and communicate with someone. Sometimes it's hard to figure out what is the most appropriate way for when you want to deliver a message. And I think a lot of it has to come, it comes down to the concept of asynchronous versus synchronous communication. What is the thing you're trying to communicate and what's the most effective format for that communication? And I did a whole episode about how meetings suck and they're dumb. And <laughs> the crux of that was also the idea of synchronous 
versus asynchronous communication and the richness of different means of communication, the fact that a well-written few paragraphs can communicate much more than a PowerPoint presentation, which can communicate much more than an informal meeting. But sometimes the inverse is true, and it all depends on what you want to talk about and the format that that discussion would be most effective in. So that's one thing that I've just been kicking around in my brain. And I'm curious to hear what you think about the whole phone call thing. Like, would you be okay if someone work-related called you out of the blue with no pre-planning? Or would you assume it's an emergency and then be annoyed when it turns out not to be? So that was one thing that I wanted to, to bring up. The other thing that I've been thinking about is opportunity cost. And the reason I've been thinking about opportunity cost is because of some stuff that's going on with the Free Software Foundation and Richard Stallman right now. And some people are quick to defend individual contributors that have made large strides or contributions within a particular community, even if their behavior in general is intolerable or barely tolerable. And it's this idea of the founder genius, of the person who pushes the ball forward no matter what the what barriers stand in their way, and as a result, tend to create a hostile or toxic work environment for the people that they work with. It's the idea of this 10x engineer who is able to do superhuman amounts of work and as a result is allowed to be a little rough around the edges and difficult to get along with. They don't play well with others. And the thing that I think about with that is I'm not going to deny that that type of person can be extremely productive and make real contributions to a community, well, a project or some piece of software. But there's an opportunity cost involved when you have one of those people around because they create an environment and culture that prevents people from operating at their highest level and sometimes drives really good people away from your project or whatever your software thing is. So by keeping them around, there's an opportunity cost of losing other people who could also contribute to the project and potentially might be able to contribute just as much or more. If you create a hostile working environment, especially one that is hostile towards women and people of color, and then you have effectively cut out a certain segment of the potential workforce from doing work with or for you. Now, let's say, you know, just women alone, that's 50% of the population. And then all the different people of color, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's probably going to be at least another 25%. So maybe that may be 35%. So what you're left with is the 15 or 25% of people who can tolerate this toxic culture and are willing to still work in it. Well, that means you're missing out on 75% of the people's contributions. And I don't care if you're a 10x engineer because you're not a 75x engineer. You're not making up for that 75% that I've lost because you've created an environment and a culture that pushes away people who would otherwise be able to make amazing contributions to the, the software or the project or the company, whatever it is. So by insulating these people and saying, well, they've done such great work. Don't they deserve a free pass? The answer is no, they don't. They really don't. 
And you know what? By keeping them around, you're sending a very clear and persistent message to people who might be interested in that field but, and basically saying, you're not welcome. Don't even bother. Which means you're missing out on that 75% or whatever percent of the population that's never going to work on your project or be involved in your field because you've made it so awful. And that's a shame. That is unacceptable. And the fact that we even have to have this debate is a little bit annoying. When it all comes down to it, if you're working with someone who is brilliant but an asshole, I don't think that brilliance outweighs being an asshole. That person should probably go because ultimately they're making the environment worse for people who want to stick around and also make contributions. And sometimes they become the overriding voice over which no one else can be heard, which is not really a good look either. So hopefully you don't have to work with those kind of people. If you're in a position of hiring or in a position of management and you have someone in your organization who is like that, take action. You know, obviously there are some steps you can take before you push them out, but ultimately that person has to go for the good of everybody else that you work with. Don't put up with that. Don't enable it and don't excuse it when it happens. So <laughs> it's kind of a heavy topic, but it's something that was rolling around in my brain today and it, it, was, it was really bothering me. So hopefully that makes sense to you. And, you know, if it doesn't, if you think that I'm dead wrong, let me know. I, I'm, I'm curious to hear your take on it and and, and what you think I, I'm wrong about in my reasoning. Uh, but that'll do it for me for today. If you've been enjoying what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon. Just go to Patreon, search Ned in the Cloud or check out the show notes. The link is in there as well. That's not your thing. Thank you so much for subscribing and sharing with a friend. Until next time, stay healthy and stay safe out there. Bye for now.